Welcome to today's podcast by Preacher, as he provides sound teaching on the pure and undiluted truth of God's Word, with life application that inspires you to live a holy life pleasing to God. We pray that these teachings will inspire you to live out your faith daily with confidence, be assured of your salvation in Christ, and God's unconditional love for you. From the book of Isaiah, the 48th chapter, and beginning with the 17th verse. Thus saith the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way that you should go. Oh, that you had hearkened to my commandments, then your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Your offsprings would have been like the sand, and your descendants like its grain. Their name would never be cut off or destroyed from before me. Go forth from Babylon, flee from Chaldea. Declare with us, shout of joy, proclaim it. Send it forth to the ends of the earth. The Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob. They thirsted not when he led them through the desert. He made water flow for them from the rock. He cleft the rock, and the water gushed out. There is no peace, saith the Lord, for the wicked. Lord, help us to understand that you're talking about a way that we can live today. The 18th verse, keep that in mind, peace like a river. About two weeks ago, I was told by one that had succumbed to the pitfalls in this life that we have an opportunity to live, and where this young man has burned his mind out to the use of drugs. And I think about this young man, I think of the awesome possibilities that he had because he was a very sensitive young person when I knew him. He had a mind that was just as capable as any mind that I have ever found anywhere, any place. And at that time within his life, I knew that he was destined for something that was absolutely fantastic. How could he be other than give great leadership in this society in which you and I live? And then to be told only 10 years later that this young man has burned his mind out completely and totally and that now he has to be subsidized in order to be able to live, not even capable of making the proper decisions for his own physical life and being able to earn his own way. What is and what could have been? What a tragedy. Now there's precisely where we come within our scriptures this morning is what could have been and what was that we see the tragic situation within our scripture. Isaiah is a very interesting person in that he is the only one that I know accusing God, not giving him an opportunity to reject his call to be a prophet or to be a servant. Remember it is Isaiah that in talking with God in some of his deep frustrations, saying to God that you didn't give me a chance because while I was still in my mother's womb, you called me to be a prophet. And now we come to the place in our scripture, we find Isaiah in a very difficult situation. He is 
sort of beaten mentally and physically and spiritually because of his dilemma with the people that God had given him to serve and to give leadership to. And he had spent every ounce of energy, strength, and courage that he had to point these people of God in the direction that they needed to go, only to find that they refused to accept his direction and his leadership, and every man, woman, boy, and girl had gone seemingly in their own direction, caught up within the spirit of living exactly like you and I can be today, and think that there are other things out there that gives greater depth and height and width to life than that which can come of God and of the spiritual qualities. And so here Isaiah is, weary and sad, tired and worn out, and to find an escape for just a few moments from his heavy burden that God had given to him and the almost complete frustration, he goes apart and makes his way down to the river. Now, most of us have those places of quietness where we go to escape for a little while, where these souls of ours can be fed and we can return to our sanity and then start again. And this is where Isaiah went, down to the river. I can understand that very readily of him going to the river. And here, while he is looking at the river, contemplating, thinking, alone and lonely, and looking at the river as it quietly flows by, it was that very moment that God spoke to him. So typical of God, is it not? And God spoke to him, and this is the message that he gave to Isaiah, part of the message he gave to Isaiah, sort of compounding the frustration of sense. He is saying, Isaiah, as you look at this river and as you see the beauty and the tranquility of it, he says, that's exactly what I had in mind for my people. That's what I wanted them to be. That's what I intended to give to them. That's what I have prepared for them to enter into that they had entered into this type of relationship with me. And if they had kept my commandments and listened to what you have said to them, their peace would be like a river. And I love this. The 18th verse, the last part of that verse, and their righteousness like a mighty wave of the sea. Now get that in mind. Their righteousness like a mighty wave of the sea. Now what he's talking about, the influence of these people who would listen to me and follow me and be the people that I have called them to be that this goodness of theirs would just go across the land just like a great wave of the sea to refresh, to sustain, to keep. Isn't that a beautiful thought? And that's exactly what God said that these people would have been to those that they live with. And their descendants would have been as the sands on the seashore. And their name would ever be before me. And I would not cut them off. Now, that's what could have been. The reality of the situation was completely different than that. It could have been. It could have been. But the truth of it was God had already made a decision. And he said also in the midst of this communication with Isaiah, he said it's already been played out and the decision has been made that these people that you've been called to serve are going to be scattered. I have already called the one to come to cause the problem. They're on their way. It will be done. And they will be taken into captivity 
and scattered to the four winds. What did Isaiah see in this river that you and I need to know about today? Peace like a river. Who can measure the strength of a river? For five years, I had the privilege of being the minister down at Brandenburg. And those of you who are familiar with the parsonage there and familiar with the church know that it's only about two blocks away from the river. And I have never discovered anywhere, any place in this world that I have ever been. And I've been to quite a bit of it. I have never discovered a river, whether it was in Germany or England or Holland or France. Or the Netherlands, I have never discovered a river more beautiful than the Ohio River. Oh, down this river, what breathtaking scenes that you can find. Absolutely beautiful. I have been at the Ohio River at that place down below the city here. And sitting there looking out over that river when it would be almost a sheet of glass. And see these great heavy barges loaded with iron and coal and oil and sand and whatever else they haul up and down this river. And watch these great massive towboats as they shove uh, this massive load up the river. There's no problem for the river. And I have been a witness to the fact from the ridiculous to the sublime. And here would go these great massive pieces of loading equipment up the river where they're carrying these massive loads. And they would look either half a mile or a mile long to me. And then sees a single solitary canoe out there with a single person in it paddling around. Didn't make any difference to the river. It could carry the heaviest load that man could put upon it. Or it could be the delight of someone in just a single boat, a canoe out there paddling around. What is it about this river? that gives this type of an appearance. Well, dear friends, let me call to your attention what is behind what God is saying that he has for his people. He is saying that the river has a unity of purpose and direction. Her power comes from the very fact that she has a single solitary motive in mind, so to speak. There's only one thing that the river has in mind, and one thing alone, every drop of water, every cell of its makeup, every drop of water only has one single solitary thought in mind, and that is to make its way from where it is back to the mother body from whence it came, to the sea. Only one, not a half a dozen. Just one. I have stood with, as some of you have, and these great dams that we have built here within this state of ours. I have made it my business to be there when they opened those chutes and let that water through those chutes to turn those dynamos deep within inside of that dam. And what an awesome thing it is to stand there and when they open those gates and that water comes thundering through there with all the power and might that is enough to even seemingly make the earth tremble that you're standing on. And I found myself taking a step or two backwards thinking it's going to come up and get a hold of me, with such tremendous power. Where does it get this power? Because it has a sense of direction. You can count on the 
water to pay attention to the way that God has created it and to remain loyal to his commands. It is only man that can defy God. And to defy God, you do it at your own expense. Power. Oh, what power would be within us, within the church, within our Christian society. What power that you would have within your own heart and soul if you had a unity of direction and a purpose within your own heart and your soul that took precedent over everything else. There were that small band of disciples, early Christians. The greatest known force back in that time was the Roman Empire. And the Roman Empire decided they was going to stamp out to this newfound religion. But they only found that in due time that the Roman Empire crumbled as it beat against the Christian movement. And those people of long ago had a sense of direction and a sense of unity that was absolutely astounding. And whether you find it back then or you find it today, the same thing will happen. There's no power. Now, folks, listen to this. Now, listen. There is no power upon the face of this God-given earth can ultimately stand against a person who is unified in the Lord Jesus Christ and has a single solitary sense of direction. No power. None. Because, you see, ultimately, you have to deal with God. Oh, the person that has distilled his thinking or her thinking to the degree where they know in what direction that they're going to go and they're committed to that, I tell you, to deal with that person, you better agree or get out of their way because they're going to run smack over you. One of the most powerful things that I have ever seen in my lifetime is really is exactly what I'm talking about, a person that is committed totally and completely to the Lord Jesus Christ. You think that they're not strong enough to stand against a good wind. But after the wind has blown and the storm has passed, you will find that they still stand, and they stand precisely where they stood before the storm ever broke across their life. They stand. Unity. Sense of direction. But suppose, but suppose with me that this beautiful river that flows by our city here could be as foolish as you and I have the possibility to be. And so only half of it decided to flow toward the sea. And the other half decided to go in another direction or stop completely. What would happen? Oh, we can't imagine. It's hard for us to even to imagine. Or what if one half of it decided to flow on toward the sea and the other half decided to flow back upriver? Well, it'd be hard for us to imagine what that would be, but we know that it would be something that would be an angry situation, to say the least. I can never forget returning after the war on one of these Liberty boats that I didn't think was going to make it because we were caught at sea in a great storm. There was two of us down inside the hole on that thing decided we'd like to go out and see what it looked like on top deck. And so we made our way to the deck, 
and held on and looked out. And folk, I have never seen anything quite like a raging stormy sea. It looks like it has lost all sense of direction, which it has. It's crazy, it's gone mad, and it's going in every direction at the same time. And the waves and the white caps that it whips up is unbelievable. I guess I was scared, especially when I saw what was taking place. An angry sea. The historians tells us that through the ages there hasn't been anything more bloody and more cruel than a civil war. It is within a civil war when people lose all sense of their ability to be kind, considerate, and understanding and do some of the most horrible things that has ever been done in a war. The same thing is, can happen within a human being. Now, there can be a civil war within you that completely neutralizes you. I wouldn't want some of you be as mean to me as you are to yourself. So to me, that this do unto others as you would have them do unto you are the great commandment, which would be a better one to think about. I don't think I would want you to treat me that way. The civil war that can rage within here simply because I have not decided on what direction I'm going to go and who's going to be my master and who's going to be my lord. And so I go out this way and that way and I fly in every direction at one time until at last I'm neutralized. You want to know what's wrong with the church by and large? It's because we're neutralized in the fact that we have never made up our mind who is really going to be our God. Everybody has an opinion. When we come to the place, whether it be a church or society, a group of Christians or a single individual, when we come to the place where we will make up our mind that we're going to be unified within the Lord Jesus Christ, the total of me is going to head in one direction. There's a peace that will come to your soul that this world knows nothing about. You know, I read it in the books on psychology and psychiatry, and I learned to believe it. It's interesting. An individual can be so upset and so frustrated in this life that when they come to the place where they decide to take their life, now listen to this, when a person can be so frustrated and they're going in every direction and so upset and emotionally revealing it to those who are around them, when they come to the place where they make up their mind that they're going to take their life, there's a calmness that sets in. And everyone that has ever been schooled to be a counselor has been alerted to this situation. Watch it. If there seems to be a great peace that sets in the heart and soul of a person that has been greatly distressed, don't misunderstand. It might be that they have decided now totally, completely, with a total being, that they're going to vacate this world by taking their own life. Now, folks, that's so. You see, it doesn't even have to be even connected with God. But, oh, when a man or woman comes to the place where they see their God as God and commit themselves totally and completely to the Lord Jesus Christ and make him their Savior and Lord, there will be the same kind of peace that will descend upon them, the same type of tranquility. Read the book of James. If you've read it lately, you know that James is dealing with this very problem that I'm talking about this morning. He's talking about war that can rage within these hearts and souls of ours, and it will continue to rage until at last we come to the place where we will be as wise as the river. 
and we will obey the commandments of God as we understand them to be for your heart and my heart and soul. And when I do and make peace here, in a sense, because of my commitment, oh, what power and what strength that will come to us. Now, another thing. The endless supply. When old Isaiah was there looking at that river, I know what he saw. I thought about it myself, too. Have you ever thought how long the Ohio River is flowing by here? How long? Oh, Lord, how long? thousand years? Four thousand years? A million years? Four million years? How long? Never ceases to flow. And, folk, I want to tell you that's exactly what was communicated to this old prophet of long ago. And God, in a sense, said to him, says, I have got enough power to sustain you if you'll just do what I tell you to do. You just do what I tell you to do, and I've got enough power. You see, we don't have to worry today what's going to happen tomorrow. You're going to have enough power for tomorrow. You don't have to worry and stay awake tonight wondering if you're going to have enough strength in order to meet your responsibilities and your duties tomorrow. If you're locked and grounded within the Lord Jesus Christ, you have been promised. That as the day, you see, a man 4,000 years ago discovered this truth, and he didn't have the Holy Spirit like you have. But he discovered this truth as the day, he said, so shall my strength be. Well, if he could say that, what about you and me? I don't have to worry about tomorrow. Whatever it demands of me, whatever it calls, whatever demands it makes, I know at this moment, because I can meet this hour, whatever tomorrow might bring with my God, I will be able to stand and stand. And when the storm has passed, I'll still be standing. Flows from God. Anchored in heaven. Part of him. He will see to it. That's his responsibility, not mine. My responsibility is to be committed to him. It's his responsibility to see that I make it. I'll leave that part to him. Now in the last place, notice this. Now Isaiah, of course, he knew. He knew, well, you and I don't know, because he lived in a desert land. And if you've ever seen any of these travelogues on the east, you will have seen the very same things that I have seen. You can tell where the river flows through that desert country because there looks like a strip on each side, a mile wide on each side of the river that is green as green can be. But the rest of it is nothing but burnt sand, desert. You can follow the river. You don't have to see the water, but you know the river is going this way because of the effect that it has on the environment around it. Would you believe that that's exactly what God is saying to this man? He said if they had done what they should have done, this wave of goodness and righteousness, the influence would have flowed across the country and across that society and would have made a difference to them. Now you think about it, you and I. Whether you want to think of us as a church or as a community or you as an individual. Folk, in a relationship with God, committed and dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ, and as you play out your daily life in this type of dedication and commitment, it will work just as surely as a river works in a desert place. Wherever you go, you can tell where this person has been simply because of the effect that he or she has had upon those that they come in contact with. Now, folks, you may not be able to see that completely and totally, but you think about God as he looks at the situation. And I want to tell you, he ought to be able to look at us in this community because we are here, because we are committed and dedicated to him, that it makes a difference to this community in which you and I 
live and it makes a difference for the better. A little greener, a little richer, and a little greater simply because you and I have been faithful as a church to our commitment and our dedication to God. That's the call. It can be. It is. It can be greater in relation to the commitment that you and I have made to our God as individuals. Oh, our Father, help us to see something of the simplicity of the plan that you have made for us, and help us be wise enough to make the most of it, for we ask it in the name of Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening. Hope you were blessed. We pray the Holy Spirit will make you a doer of his words, finishing the work he started and making you more like Christ for the transformation of this world and preparation for heaven.